Our growth as Christians does not primarily take place in comfortable situations. Many characters in the Bible find themselves in the wilderness right before God uses them to make a huge impact. God wants to do a mighty work in us because he wants to do a mighty work through us. God knows that we must grow through tough trials, serious testing, and difficult circumstances. It's in these places we find out God is always with us and he is working in us. Join us today as we start this brand new series called Wilderness, Growing Off the Grid. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Venture Church in Bellevue, Nebraska, and as always, so thankful that you are joining us today. Hey, I have to share with you, uh, I know we've been uh, non-existent, <laughs> non-existent for about three weeks, and I apologize, we had some major technical difficulties for a couple of weeks and we just could not get things to work properly. Uh, I don't know exactly still what happened, but we have got it fixed and we are back on. Um, you know, uh, in fact, we couldn't even the first week, uh, we were supposed to do a series called baggage. Um, and we did that series for a church. Uh, but we, unfortunately, even week one, we couldn't record audio. We couldn't um, put anything on uh, live, nothing. So um, it it was man, the devil's just working. We'll just say it that way. And then the next week, we just we we had some other issues, internet problems, and and all kinds of stuff. So my apologies. We did not go away. We are still producing uh, great podcasts, and I hope you'll continue to uh, follow us and and make sure that you continue to subscribe to us so that you will get your podcast. Uh, on a regular basis, uh, delivered to you. Uh, so wherever you get them. So with that said, uh, today we began a new four week series called wilderness growing off the grid. Uh, you may be surprised to learn that the Bible speaks both fondly and extensively about the off grid wilderness experience of people like Jesus, the Israelites, Hosea, and many others. Uh, you can find evidence of the wilderness in the old Testament, uh, the prophets, uh, as well as the New Testament, basically the whole Bible. And it was so important that in the lives of the Israelites that that the Lord kept them there for 40 years. That's how important this wilderness scenario is. So what is it uh, about getting away, getting alone, and being challenged that is so transformative for us? What What's so special about growing off the grid? What can we learn from the great cloud of witnesses who've who've gone before us? To begin our journey, we are going to start with one of the most well-known wilderness experiences, and we find this in Matthew chapter 4. But before we get there, I just want to share a, a short story with you. Uh, there was a gentleman named Parnell Bailey um, that was touring an orange grove. Uh, this gentleman was giving him a tour uh, where an irrigation pump had broken down. 
Uh, the season was unusually dry, and some of the trees were beginning to die for, for lack of water. So then the man giving the tour took Mr. Bailey um, to uh, his own orchard, where irrigation was used sparingly. Uh, these trees could go without rain for another two weeks, the tourist said. He, he went on to say, you see, when they were young, I frequently kept water from them, and this hardship caused them to send their roots deeper into the soil in search of moisture. Now mine are the deepest rooted trees in the area, while others are being scorched by the sun. These are finding moisture at a greater depth. So why am I telling you this story? Well, the, the desert wilderness experiences of life forces our roots to go deeper. Hardship and adversity force us to press into faith, into Christ, and into prayer. Like the Israelites wandering in the desert, like Joseph locked up in a jail cell, like Jonah in the belly of the well. You see, there are times in life where we must come face to face with our reality and stand squarely on our faith in God to come through and provide. These are sacred and transformative times for those who call themselves disciples of Christ. They are necessary seasons in the journey of sanctification as we look to author, to the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. So let's get started. As I mentioned earlier, the Bible actually has a lot of stories about people finding themselves in the wilderness and learning in those environments. Sometimes it's an actual physical wilderness, and other times it's a difficult time or season they find themselves in. Either option becomes a place of great teaching for the people in the midst of hardship. Some lessons we learn from being taught, maybe reading, or just seeing it happen in other people's lives. There is, however, something unique and special that happens when we actually experience a hard time and it turns into a lesson etched in our hearts and minds that, that we will never forget. So this morning, we are going to be reading from Matthew chapter 4, a well-known story about Jesus being tempted or tested, as some translations say, in the wilderness. Okay? And as we walk through Jesus' experience, I, I hope we would come to understand the great role that the wilderness can play in our own lives. Okay? So let's start reading Matthew chapter 4, uh, starting with verse one. Here's what it reads. I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm reading from the uh, Christian Standard Bible. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Now, we already have to pause here for a moment because we immediately see some details that we might not remember from when we originally heard the story in Sunday school class or whenever we heard this, right? The first is this. We need to notice that Jesus was led into the wilderness, and was led by none other than the spirit, not the devil, right? Because this is fascinating to me because I always remember the story kind of going, Jesus was in the wilderness, he was fasting, he was hungry, and so the enemy came to prey on him to try and get him to sin, taking advantage of his weakened state. And though some of that does happen, the main reason for his being in the wilderness was guided by the spirit. There, there was a specific reason Jesus found himself in the wilderness at that time, for that purpose. He was there, verse 1 says, to be tempted by the devil. That was the reason. The condition of his body, the fact that he was fasting, everything else comes, comes secondary to the fact that he was brought there by the Spirit in order 
for the devil to tempt him. And we know from Scripture that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, Luke 2, verse 52. So as he lived on this earth, there were experiences and situations that he found himself in that helped him grow, and this was one of those times. There was something about to take place in the wilderness, both geographically and metaphorically, that would contribute to him becoming the man he was. There was a purpose in the wilderness. There was something greater to gain through the the trial and temptation Jesus endured. He had to trust where the Spirit was leading him. And we must do the same today. And so I want you to, to take note of this. Okay, We must trust where the Lord leads. We must trust where the Lord leads. And by faith where he is taking us, right? So if you Google any variation of phrases containing the words hardship, character, true nature revealed, etc., you will find a long list of quotes, essentially all saying the same thing, which is this. Hardships and difficult times reveal what people are truly made of. So true, right? Hardships and difficult times reveal what people are truly made of. There is something about adversity that lowers our walls and shows what is truly going on inside of us. Maintaining the appearance that all is well is typically the first thing to go when times get tough. And in those moments, we start to see the response that people have to adversity, and it's a window into what has always been there all along, okay? And, and so it should be no surprise to us that when Jesus is then tempted three times, his response is to go to Scripture to find solace, strength, and boldness to fight the lies of enemies, uh, and Jesus turns to his true nature and stands firm on the truth of the word. Okay, so speaking of the scripture, let's go back to ours. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, uh, now we're in, starting with verse 3. Then the tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. He answered, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, Throw yourself down, for it is written, he will give his angels orders concerning you, and they will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus told him, it is also written, do not test the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, I will give you all these things if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus told him, go away, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. These verses, as we already said, are pretty familiar to us. I think most of us have heard this. If not, I encourage you to go back and read the story again, uh, uh, because I think most of us, we know the story, but we should never lose sight of two simple things. One, Jesus, the incarnate Son of God, was tempted just as we are, right? Jesus, right here, was tempted just as we are uh, right now in these days, right? The other thing is the, the face of those temptations, in, those, in the face of those temptations, he, he models exactly what our response should be, and that is to run to Scripture. Turn to God's Word, right? Run to Scripture. Jesus demonstrates how to use Scripture in times of need. There is no greater encouragement or tool or weapon than the living Word of God. Of course, this means we must know it. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. God's word helps us fight sin and temptation. 
in crisis moments, we tend to react. As, as adrenaline kicks in, we even lose fine motor skills, and it becomes hard to accomplish simple tasks. It is for this reason that military and law enforcement officers spend so much time in training and developing step-by-step processes. They then spend even more time repeating over and over and over and over again these simple steps and processes in order to take the guesswork out and make the skills they are, they are learning and teaching feel second nature, right? In other words, they work hard to train their reactions, right? That's the simplest terms, right? They work hard to train their reactions. Well, we have to view turning to Scripture in the same way. We must learn Scripture, memorize it, put it up around our house, workplace, on our phones, and allow it to permeate our minds. And this leads me to another point I want to make. We, we must develop the habit of immediately turning from temptation. We have to develop the habit of immediately turning from temptation. This won't become a habit by doing it once or, or twice, but by repeating the process over and over and over again. If we continue, we will eventually become uh, second nature to us, right? So we will know that in times of temptation, we will turn to God's word. And when we face a wilderness experience, we will turn to Scripture. And when we are overwhelmed with life, we, we will turn to Scripture. We must ask ourselves, what verses do we know? What chapters speak to our soul? What sermons will bring us encouragement in the midst of a difficult season? Reading the Word of God is the key here. Satan even tries. In verse 6, the devil misquotes uh, some verses in Psalm 91. Right, And even in this instance, Jesus corrects his use of, uh, of those verses. He is able to do so because he knows the scriptures and it has hidden them in his heart and made them his first response, not his last resort. At the end of this back and forth with this evil one, Jesus is triumphant. We know this, and we know this because if we look at verse 11, it says, then the devil left him. He's won, right? The devil's like, I've had enough. And... Verse 11 also shares with us, angels came and began to serve him. Now, no one knows what exactly the angels did in order to attend to him. However, this is a principle we see repeated throughout Scripture. God looking out for and taking care of his people. In other words, here's what you need to know. God will give you what you need, right? God will give you what you need. Now, the key word in there is need, not want. Although God will give you what you want, Sometimes, not all the time, but he will always give you what you need. There are numerous references in the Psalms. Perhaps my favorite is the well-known Psalm 121, verse 3. He says, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber, which, of course, should give great comfort to us no matter what we are facing. The creator of the entire cosmos never takes a break in watching over his creation. I think of another instance of Jesus when he was in the garden praying and mentally preparing for his own death. He he cries out to the Father, asking if if there's any other way to accomplish what is to come, right? And what is to come is his death on the cross. And in his moment of distress, we read, literally read, literally is happening, Jesus is sweating out blood. Not, not, Not sweat that looks red, but blood. It says, and then an angel from heaven appeared to strengthen them. You can read that in Luke 22, verse 43. 
If you were, if you've read this passage before, you may have missed this verse because it's hidden and tucked away in the middle of a very intense narrative, right? We're so worried about what's going to happen to Jesus. Is he going to die there or when's he going, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And yet this is such an important aspect of the story that in his moment of complete and utter anguish, an angel appeared to strengthen Jesus. You need to know something. Whoever's listening today, you need to know something. God watches over and attends us just as he did his own son. You need to know that. God watches over and attends us just as he did his own son. He will not let your foot slip. He does not take breaks, nor does he step away from his commitment. He never leaves, never forsakes, never turns his back on his children. And to take it a step even further, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, that no temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to bear it. You see, there is no temptation that you will face in life that is uniquely positioned to destroy you. Let me say that one again. There is no temptation you will face in life that is uniquely positioned to destroy you. It may feel that way at times, but the truth is this. God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. And through the strengthening of the Spirit, like Christ, we can stand in the face of adversity, suffering, and temptation. We can overcome because he has overcome. I know maybe many of you listening today are facing hardships. Maybe you are suffering and you're asking questions like, how much longer can I do this? How much longer can I take this? How much longer do I have to endure this? Why me, right? I know this is difficult, but you need to understand something. I get this. The wilderness is a dangerous place. The wilderness is a dangerous place, but the wilderness is also a sacred place. It's a sacred place. It's a uniquely equipped place where God brings his people, meets his people, and grows his people in their faith. Yes, you can expect it to be hard. You can expect it to be painful at times and seemingly unbearable at others. But you can also expect God to be there with you, just like he was with Israel, just like he was with Jesus, just like he was with John on the island of Patmos. He is with you too. The testing of your faith proves out the power of your faith. So press into the Bible, combat the lies you're hearing with the truth of Scripture, and then stand in faith and ultimately believe that God is with you. Amen. This concludes today's episode on being tested in the wilderness. Join us next week as our episode will cover being patient in the wilderness as we continue our series called Wilderness Growing Off the Grid. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Venture Ministries, or you'd like to help support us financially, please visit us at venturechurch.ch.